Hello and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that change everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible, and ultimately push them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation from marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of What Makes Them Tip, Entrepreneurial Innovations That Changed Everything. Today, I am talking to Scott Peterson, the founder of Carver Peterson Consulting, a firm who builds high-performing sales teams for growth-minded organizations. When not consulting, Scott is spending all his time playing and hanging out with his two boys who are two and a half and eight months. Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. I'm really excited to talk to you. So how I'd love to kick this off is why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, give your origin story into how you got into what you're doing and tell us a little bit about your company. Sure. Well, again, thanks for having me. My name is Scott Peterson. I'm the founder of Carver Peterson Consulting. Uh, You know, the quick backstory in our company, uh, our six year anniversary is coming up uh, here in a few weeks. And, you know, we partner with growth-minded entrepreneurs and we help them build high-performing sales teams that are repeatable, scalable, and sustainable. Uh, How I got into this work, uh, a little bit of my backstory. I'm actually uh, born and raised in Oregon, a small town. Uh, Went to Oregon State. When I finished school, I uh, was interested in a bigger opportunity in in a bigger market. And I ended up moving to Boston. I hadn't been east of Colorado at the time. And I started working for a recruiting firm called Aerotech. Um, Aerotech was a fast-growing organization in themselves. Uh, I thought it might be my starter job where I was going to be for you know my first year or two out of school, and I ended up spending 13 years there in total. Nice. Uh, I had some unbelievable experiences there. I worked for some amazing leaders and people and, uh, and had the opportunity to wear different hats in the organization that ultimately led to um, my comfortability in, in going out on my own back in 2014. Awesome. Love it, man. So give us uh, a, a nutshell approach on how your company approaches the market. Sure. Well, you know, I'll provide a, a little bit more context too, because, you know, those 13 years that I'd spent, um, you know, within Aerotech in so many ways provided me, you know, what uh, necessary skills and, and knowledge uh, in order to go do our best work now. Um, so, you know, the, the real quick Aerotech story is, you know, two guys in a basement in the eighties, and now it's a $7 billion company international, uh, that's still private. So they obviously scaled in a major, major, major fashion. Uh, the, the office that I started in, in, in Boston back in 01 was an underperforming office. And I got the opportunity as a really young seller to build a division that didn't exist. Uh, So it was really the first time I'm in, I was uh, finding, identifying the first prospects. Uh, How did that that feel for you? It was an incredible way to learn. 
Uh, we were the most expensive. We weren't the best. In fact, we were relatively unknown in the marketplace. So as a young seller, there quite frankly couldn't have been a better way to learn because, um, you know, you just had to do it the right way. You, we had a finite number of companies that I could call on. And over time in my seven years in Boston, we ended up building one of the top performing divisions in that Boston market that ended up performing very well. As a result, I got the opportunity to run one of Aerotech's offices. They moved me out to San Diego. It was a great move personally to get back onto the West Coast. It was a great move professionally as I was now responsible for the P&L of an office and I had a team of 33 people that I was responsible for. And when I got there, I found out that uh, you know while there was a lot of potential in that office, uh, the culture of that team had been uh, you know really suffering and struggling. And in a lot of ways, the prior leader had um, perpetuated issues with personnel. Uh, okay. So as a young leader, I had some really interesting and challenging decisions to make. Uh, over time, in the three years that I was there, uh, we went from you know one of the bottom performing offices in the company uh, all the way to one of the top performing offices in the company. And as a result, the company moved me to uh, Chicago to run uh, one of their biggest operations in Oakbrook. Uh, the Oakbrook office had 70 people, primarily inside and outside salespeople. Uh, I was responsible for leading that team, and uh, it was a winning team that had to evolve into a different style of winning team. And then I got the opportunity to go downtown eventually and take an office of six and turn it into 60. We ended up bringing six offices into one. And so over these 13 years at Aerotech, I, I built one in Boston, I turned one around in San Diego. We evolved one in, in the suburbs and in Chicago and Oak Brook. And then I got an opportunity to kind of really merge one together in downtown Chicago. And these different experiences ultimately equipped me uh, to what I believed I could go into the marketplace and have a very uh, significant impact on businesses that were trying to build and grow and scale like we had done, like I had done at these various stops inside of my prior company. Yeah. Uh, so that was really the, the background and origin for me feeling really comfortable to go out into the marketplace and do what we do now. I love it. I love it. Now, here's the premise of the show right here. And that is, I want to zero in on the tipping point of your company. Now, I don't know, maybe it's something that you picked up uh, as you were having all these various successes in your origin story of your 13 years. But what would you say is the is the tipping point of like how how you achieved, you know, massive success in your company? Sure. Well, let's hear to start with, you know, when I started the company in 14, it was just me. And and the way that the business began, uh, it was, you know, partnering with these growth minded entrepreneurs and these growing businesses. In a lot of cases, you know, the the founder or founding members, you know, maybe they came up in sales and had a hard time replicating themselves, or maybe they didn't come up in sales. And so it was relatively foreign for them to yep. put together a tight strategy and a streamlined process and, and to structure the, or, the sales organization appropriately. So when I started the business, in a lot of ways, uh, I almost started almost as an interim VP of sales where these, these leaders were saying, yep. hey, come be a part of this as much as you can you know, and, and roll your sleeves up and get your arms around us and help us grow. And it was an unbelievable opportunity for me to start learning about different organizations. Quite frankly, having been at Aerotech for all those years, I kind of thought that all businesses operated that way. And it wasn't 
the case, right? Not all businesses are that um, organized and disciplined and can scale in that fashion. And so it was a really good learning opportunity. And over time, uh, as my bandwidth started to uh, shrink, I started adding people to my team. And we started to grow and grow and grow. And we started to figure out our methodology. And over time, uh, several years into it, I had a, a relatively um, you know, large team around me. And we were supporting uh, a large amount of clients for our own internal bandwidth. And at the very same time, almost the same day in the same week, uh, one of my partners in the organization, he and I each had an engagement go sideways on us at the very mm. same time. Dang. During that retrospective, uh, he and I looked at one another and we started talking through, you know, what do we do and how do we do it? And it became very apparent very quickly that, you know, we wanted different things. Mm. And, you know, for me, this engagement that got, had gone sideways was really impactful in terms of our, our local brand and reputation and what we'd worked so hard to build. Uh, and for him, it was part of the evolution and growth of the organization, and it was required in order for us to get to where we wanted to go. And so the tipping point, our major tipping point was the realization and just that, that, that he and I wanted two different things mm. and neither one was right or wrong, just yeah. different. And so in that time, you know, and, and over time and with the help of an executive coach and a lot of love for one another and a lot of conversation, we made decisions that we wanted to run two different businesses and ultimately made the decision to part ways. Yeah. We were teaching others how to scale sustainably and we weren't operating in a uniform fashion ourselves. And for, for this to be what I wanted it to be and what I, I needed it to be, that was part of the journey that was critical for us and, and really just our, our huge, huge tipping point moment. Yeah. Scott, what are some key things that you feel like you learned in that moment that you would advise somebody who's going through something similar? Yeah. So, you know, the first thing, and, and it was ironic because, you know, I, I had done a good job with it in previous roles and responsibilities. And, and it was actually something that we were talking to uh, our clients with quite a bit, but like getting a really good understanding of, of why you exist and where you're going and, and, you know, what you value and who you value, like all that mission, vision, value work is just a really key and critical starting point. And in so many ways, as fundamental as it is, you know, we just hadn't done that work ourselves. Mm. Um, and so that was, that was key, right. That was a, a key moment. And, um, and then, you know, beyond that, it was, you know, just really trying to understand, exactly where we fit, who we fit with and what problems we're looking to solve and get crystal, crystal clear on our ideal client profile and, and key stakeholders and, you know, how we're looking to approach engagements. Like it just took the work back on the fundamentals to say, Hey, this is what we're about. And this is what we're looking to accomplish. Yeah, man, that kind of work is so important. So uh, for as we're wrapping up this episode, for anyone who's listening, what, what would you say is a key takeaway or some key takeaways that you hope they'll get out of this episode? Yeah, I mean, the, the main thing, obviously, once you have your baseline in place of, uh, of why you exist and where you're going, you know, from a, from a sales consultant standpoint is let's get crystal, crystal clear on who your ideal client profile is. We call it your blue chip. So your crystal clear blue chip profile, you know, what are the characteristics, the demographics, the psychographics, the trigger events, 
how do you focus as much time and energy and effort on that really tight profile? So sales and marketing are aligned. How can you get a streamlined and tight process so you're advancing the right prospects through your process and disqualifying the wrong ones? And how ultimately can you structure your sales organization to maximize your strategy and process? If you can do those few things, right, and understanding that first comes strategy and process and structure comes later, if you can do those three things, you'll have a a really good opportunity to win more of the right customers. I love it. Scott, how can listeners connect with you? A couple of different ways. Uh, Our website is Carver Peterson Consulting. Uh, My LinkedIn profile is Scott Peterson, um, which I know is a a common name. Um, We just recently expanded uh, to the Wisconsin area. We've been headquartered out of uh, Chicago for the last six years and have recently um, expanded into this new territory. Uh, But thanks to all things virtual these days, all of our work uh, is without borders. So we've been able to accomplish so many of our deliverables, uh, you know, just this way as we're speaking now. Um, You know, we've got our Instagram and Facebook and and Twitter account. um, But the best way is, is just, you know, by contacting us through our website. Awesome. Love it. Thank you so much for being on the show, Scott. Timothy, I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arkalea.com guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arkalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.